game on. It's time for Wolverines Weekly. Conversations with WDC coaches and athletes. Let's hustle to it. Hello and welcome to Wolverines Weekly. I'm CJ Baumgartner. We have a lot to talk about with the WDC head coaches because it's playoff time. First, we are going to have an interview with Wadena Deer Creek head dance coach Maddie Horn. That's coming up next, Wolverines Weekly. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. Welcome back to Wolverines Weekly, and we're joined by Maddie Horn. She is the head coach of Wadena Deer Creek Dance. And, Maddie, appreciate you taking the time to, to hop on the program. Uh, it's great to talk to you again. Thank you so much. It's yeah, we've had a lot happen this season. It was a very exciting and monumental year for our program. Um, the first piece of news that started off our season is that we joined with Verndale. So we got a few Verndale students on our team this year. We're really excited to grow that bond and grow that relationship and have our numbers continue to rise. Um, this season, we started off with our first competition in Holly, and our JV high kick team placed first and our varsity high kick team placed fourth. And this was the best way to kick off our season. We had some really strong themes and really strong bonds with our team and our group and our program really started to take fire this year. Our themes were top of the line this year. Our varsity high kick theme was based around the movie Titanic, around the the heart-wrenching story of Titanic, and everyone just loved the story that we portrayed our JV high kick theme was super fun. We did cheerleading and the girls loved it. The audience loved it. Everyone got into it. And we just continued that momentum throughout our season. We scored our highest scores of the year, our highest scores since I've started coaching and in Rhythm X history this whole year. And we continued to just break down boundaries and continued to beat our own records. Our JV team did not go to a competition without placing this year, which has never happened before. We took home a lot of hardware and I got to watch this team bond as a group, as a family. And we're just wrapping up our season now with our review show, our final recital of the year. Then we're going to follow up with our banquet and just start get ready, getting ready for next year already. Yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff that you guys have had happen this season. And before we get into that, let's kind of take it a step back and just talk about how many kids do you have out in the in the dance program? Kind of what is the age range of those kids? Is it more of a is it more of an upperclassman led team? I know the last couple of years it's been some younger kids getting that key experience, which has helped this season. Kind of where's the program sitting at numbers wise? Sure. So we were at 17 dancers this year, which was really great. We had a pretty big turnout for both our varsity and our JV teams with really good numbers to work with. We're still a fairly young team. We only have one senior this year, so we're only losing one. And then we have four juniors. So next year, we'll take a big hit once those four graduate. And then we only have one 10th grader, no 9th graders. We have a few 8th graders and a few 7th graders. So when those 7th and 8th graders come up, and they grow with their talents and they grow with this program, those years, four or five years down the road from now, our program's future looks so bright with them leading our program. You know, and you mentioned it, a lot of younger kids still, despite the fact that you guys have been so successful, how fun is it to see those young kids kind of grab onto it and get to succeed and, like you talked about, get to build that momentum? So I, this group of seventh graders, 
specifically blew me away. I had a couple come on that were obscenely talented that I took a chance on on putting on varsity. You know, it's hard to take a seventh grader that's never been in our program before and stick them on our varsity team. It's no easy feat. And I put a couple of them on there that just, I saw something, I saw that raw talent, that potential, put them on our varsity, took a chance. I had a couple of our coaches asking me if I was sure I knew what I was doing, but I, you see this potential in these kids and you don't let up on them. You're hard on them through the season and halfway through the season, they start to achieve those goals and to achieve those measures. And then you stop saying their names because they fix their corrections. They're working hard and they blend in and become some of the strongest dancers by the end of the season. And that was a huge success, a huge fulfillment this year. Yeah. And, you know, getting to see that, you know, as a coach, what are some of the things that you try and develop with some of the kids? What are some of the key things that you're teaching them at a young age? And what are the things that as they get older, you kind of try and work to fine tune? So that's one of my key principles of why I coach. I tell them all the time, I'm not here to only create good dancers and a good team. I'm here to create good people and to help you Take what you learn here and transpire that when you're in college, when you're starting out in your careers, you know, things that I took for granted when I was an athlete of, I'm learning life lessons here that that they're going to help me in college when I'm not at home with my parents to help me when I'm taking that first job so I can have hard conversations and feel confident doing so. We talk about those lessons all the time. One of them is that if my athletes have a problem, they need to miss practice one day, they're having challenges, they're having an issue, whatever it may be, I encourage them to come talk to me versus having their mom and dad come talk to me. Because when you're in that first job, if you have an issue or you need to take off work for whatever reason, you have to go to your supervisor. You can't have mom and dad have that conversation for you. And this is a safe space to prepare them to have those conversations, no matter how simple, simple or difficult. And I'm a safe adult for them to practice those life skills that they're going to need one day. Awesome. And conflict resolution, we talk about all the time during practice. Confidence is one of the major skills and attributes that I try to instill in them of, you know, female empowerment is a huge part of who I am, part of what I'm trying to teach, teaching these young girls and these young ladies to love themselves, love those around them, lift others up. And yeah, those would probably be the biggest life skills that I would love them to have takeaways with as they go on to the next phases of their life. Really, really cool. And, you know, uh, for a, a dance team and maybe some people who aren't quite as familiar with kind of what goes on, I know there's a couple different variations. Uh, when you go to a competition, what are some of the things that you guys are judged on? Sure. So it's hard to explain, especially if one's never been to a dance competition before, never really been around that kind of atmosphere but in high school dance teams the primary thing that you're judged on is everyone looking the same you know and for someone with no dance experience you know how hard can that be but it's I mean your feet are they together are they facing the front are they facing the angle are your knees straight are your knees bent are your hands at your side are your fingers together are your thumbs tucked in are your shoulders down is your chin up? Is your chin down? Are you looking to the front? Are you looking to the side? So when we're cleaning our dances, we take every second, every move, we stop and we freeze and we fix girls. 
you know, if your arms are out to the side and one person's arm is down just a little bit, our judges are trained to find those things. They're not trained to see what you do well. They're trained to see your errors, your mistakes. Um, so uniformity and precision is a huge part of our score sheet. High kick is what we're more popular, more known for, and that's truly kicking high. Um, can you kick your leg up to your face? But it's not just flinging your leg up in the air. It's, is your knee straight? Is your base knee straight? Are you, are you standing parallel or are you leaning to the side? Are your shoulders down? Is your foot pointed? Is your base foot up on releve with your heel not on the floor? Are you looking the right direction? Are your hooks, your connections with the other girls, are those strong? Are they correct? Are your fingers where they should be? It's all those tiny little things that maybe the judges will notice, but if you do it wrong, they will definitely notice. And they make up every single point on our score sheets. Every judge has 100 points that they can give us, and we fight for every single one of them. So I would say technique, kick height, uniformity, those are our primary means on our score sheets. All right, and last question for you here, Maddie, while we got you here. Uh, you mentioned you had one senior on the team. Uh, how much did she mean to the program, and uh, uh, how much was her contribution this year? Sure. So Macy Moore has been with the team the longest. Obviously, she was on the team before I was on the team coaching, and she was a captain all by herself last year, and she was a captain again this year for our team. So she's a true leader, but even if you strip that title of captain away from her, this kid, I've never seen a high schooler naturally lead others as well as she does. It's it's a gift. And I've told her, you have a gift with people. You talk and they listen. She tells me all the time, Maddie, you always know what to say. You, you say the right thing at the right time and people just listen to you. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, kid, you have this gift and it's natural. It comes to you naturally. I have to work at this every single day and she has it. Last year, I, at our banquet, we made an award dedicated to her, the Macy Moore Leadership Award, and she received it. And that award will continue on past her time with our Rhythm X team. It's, I'm going to take a hard hit personally without her here next year because she balances the team. She leads them. She guides them. She's, like I said, gifted and it's natural to her. And she keeps them at ease. She keeps me at ease. So it'll it'll be a big hole when she's not there with us next year. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head dance coach Maddie Horn. And, Coach, we appreciate the time that you've given us here to talk about your team, what excites you for next year, your seniors, I mean, everything. Uh, we appreciate the time you've given us. Best of luck uh, throughout the off season, and we look forward to talking with you when next winter rolls around. Thank you. A really, really fun story to get to hear about these seniors and the contributions that they make and how coaches really do take that with them throughout the next kids that they get to coach and the next ones and the next ones and the next ones. It's a really, really fun story. We're going to take a break on Wolverines Weekly, and when we come back, we'll talk with head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg because the Wolverines got a big win as their regular season wraps up. We'll talk about it next. We're back with more Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Toomberg. And coach, uh, a big win on Thursday night over Dilworth Glendon Felton on the road. Why don't you just take us through that game? What the heck happened? Yeah, it was uh, coming out early. Uh, you could tell we definitely had an eight or nine day break. 
Um, you know, shots just weren't falling and things just didn't really seem very smooth. Um, but as the uh, as the first half kind of got going, uh, shots started to fall. We were playing solid defense. Um, and we found ourselves up six or seven at halftime. Um, and then in the second half, we really sluggish, slow start, and shots weren't falling for us, but they started falling for them. Um, and I think with about seven minutes to go, we were down seven, I believe, seven or eight. Um, you know, but our guys just kept grinding. They kept working. Um, we made some big shots when we needed to. Uh, and uh, we got two. I believe we were down one with like 30 seconds left, and it was their ball. And it was just a whole bunch of kind of chaos that happened. Uh, they got like a, a five-second call on their end. Um, and then we got the ball. We missed a shot. Uh, so they got it back. And then they tried to inbound it, and they threw it away, threw it out of bounds. Um, so we were able to get it inbounded with like 11 seconds left to Teshi. Um, and Teshi kind of just created and drove and um, had a nice backdoor pass to Peyton Church uh, with about three seconds left. Um, and luckily he made the left-handed layup. Uh, they called a timeout and they had like two seconds to go on the on the clock. And they um, had to throw up like a full court type heave and uh, luckily for us it didn't go in. Yeah, I mean, a big win for you guys, and not only is it just, like you talked about, big for the confidence and big because DGF is uh, is a good team in this section, and for you guys to knock them off, that's going to help out in the uh, in the QRF sections, and obviously things can still get weird, and, and the section bracket won't officially be released until Sunday, but, uh, you know, this has got to put you guys in a very, very good spot uh, at the top of the section. Yeah, uh, the way we talked uh, pregame was kind of every game here on out is a playoff game. Um, you know, I think, like you said, the QRF can do kind of some crazy things, um, but we're very hopeful with that win um, that we'll be able to jump DGF and jump Barnesville, which will get us to the the overall three seed, uh, which is the first round by. So if, if it works out that way, that would be huge. Um, but worst case scenario, I think now would be a four seed, which would also be two home playoff games. So um, either way, that win uh, did a lot of a lot of great things for us in the QRF wise. Um, because if we would have lost, uh, we would have for sure had a home playoff game to start. But then that second round game that Saturday would have been on the road. Um, we're now if we can make it to the second round, we're guaranteed to have a home playoff game. So that's huge. You know, you talked about every single game being a playoff game from here on out, and not only just in the intensity and what you guys want to get accomplished, but also kind of in the preparation. You guys had a lot of time off to focus on that, kind of like what it will be in that first week if you play on Thursday. You have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday to get ready for that game, but especially if you do get that by and have to wait all the way until Saturday. Uh, did you kind of use that, or is there anything you can take away from that last break to kind of help prepare your guys for potentially another uh, another stretch where you might not have a game? Um, yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, I think the long break uh, didn't really help. It was nice for a little bit, but then it almost got to be too long, um, where I'm hopeful that uh, we'll, we play tonight at Parker's, um, and then if we have the bye, we, we play again next Saturday, so only a week off. Um, you know, But we, we definitely noticed yesterday a lot of a lot of things that we got to improve on, little things that we know we can work on and practice. Um, so having a handful of days to be able to drill that into their heads over and over and over um, will be beneficial for us, but yeah, we might be uh, looking for a, a team to scrimmage or something to just to have some game action, so we don't come out flat on Saturday. You know, what do you think is the one thing that your team is doing exceptionally well at this point in the season? I know defense has been a fixture of your team all season long, but is there something maybe at the beginning of the year that you guys have smoothed out? Is there something that's just been constant all year long? What has been the key to your success in recent weeks? Um, yeah, I think defensively is definitely a huge part of it. Uh, I was looking this morning, we're um, averaging about 60 points against us um, and 70 points for us, where 
Uh, it's been a long time since we've held teams on, in that 60 or lower range um, consistently throughout a whole season. So, so definitely knowing that we have the ability to score and score in bunches um, with being able to hold teams to 60 points, uh, that, that's a huge benefit for us. Um, but also I think the guys have really, um, really gotten tough with dealing with adversity. Um, you know, there were, there were plenty of points in last night's game that um, heads, could be hung, heads could have been hung low and um, no confidence, but the, the guys just keep grinding and they, they know that the ability of players that they are and um, the way that we can score in bunches and get hot in a, a quick minute um, where, where they know that we're never out of anything. So I think that's a big part of it too is um, just dealing with adversity. I mean, I think back to our Pelican Rapids game two weeks ago um, where we were down like 15, 16 in the first half and we cut it to two points at halftime where um, we, we just don't let really things snowball on us um, too often. Um, you know, and I think that's a that's going to be a huge thing for us going to the playoffs. You know, a chance, like you talked about, a first-round home playoff game is set, but potentially getting a second home playoff game or having that home playoff game be on Saturday night, how much would that mean to your team, the program, the WDC community? Just how awesome would that be? Yeah, I think it'd be phenomenal. Um, this would definitely be, uh, for sure, in my tenure and, and probably in the last decade or two or three, um, the highest seeding uh, what Deer Creek boys team has ever gotten um, in Section 8 AA. Um, so to be able to have that second round game at home, um, I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean, I shouldn't say ever, but it's been a long 20, 30 years since um, Wadena's had a second round game at home. Um, so that, that that's huge. Um, and knowing that you get a game in your own gym where you've been all year, hopefully you get a lot of fans there, um, and, and you win that one, you're, you're off to Concordia, uh, which is kind of the the metropolis of where everybody wants to be and everyone everybody wants to go at this time of year. So uh, it's it's huge just to be able to, to have that home game, um, you know, for, for younger players, for younger fans, younger people, just to be able to see that, oh, hey, this is um, something that's possible and it can happen in your own gym. Um, they can be there to see it. They don't have to travel to DGF or Barnesville or somewhere far away for the game. Um, you know, I think it'd be great for the program and the community. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys basketball coach Kevin Thunberg. Hey, coach, congratulations on the big win. Best of luck in the playoff seeding. And, you know, maybe we'll break down a playoff game next week. Maybe we'll be previewing one. Uh, we look forward to talking with you about all of it next week. Sounds good. Thanks, CJ. Playing your best basketball at the right time is something that every coach will talk about every year until the end of time. And Wadena Deer Creek boys basketball looks like they're doing that right now so it'll be fun to see when those section brackets get fully released on Sunday afternoon where they will be we're going to take a break on Wolverines weekly and when we come back we'll talk with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressup recapping his team's season ending game against Park Rapids area last Thursday night we're going to talk about that next Wolverines weekly your home for Wadena Deer Creek athletics is KWAD here's more Wolverines weekly on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. And coach, season came to an end against Park Rapids area. Just kind of give us the lowdown on what you thought happened in the game. Yeah, it was, we knew it was going to be a physical game. Um, they've got some good sides and got a couple of really, really nice players that we had to key in on. Um, you know, they beat us early on in the year and kind of took it to us on the board. So we knew that's what we would have to do. And um, you know, going into the game. So, uh, I thought first half, you know, was, was solid. Um, we were pretty good defensively forcing a lot of tough shots and, and rebounded, you know, fairly well. Um, you know, kept their, their key players, um, limited as much as we could, you know, so to, to go into halftime with a six point lead was, was great. It was awesome. 
um, take that any day, you know, on the road. And then um, second half came around and just hit a just hit one of those offensive lulls where couldn't seem to buy a bucket. Um, had a couple bunnies we missed, open looks and a few turnovers here and there, which gave them a lot of energy and some open layups and um, a lot of momentum. So um, that led to a you know 16-0 run, and all of a sudden we're down 30 to 20, you know. And um, I thought we we did a good job of, of battling back, you know, brought it you know within two, um, but they were just kind of relentless on the boards. Um, Aishins is tough, you know, puts a lot of pressure on our defense, and um, they they made the plays when when it mattered. Yeah, and you know, you talk about that run that Park Rapids area went on to begin the half, and sometimes you know you can have a team kind of fall apart a little bit at that point, but your team still hung tough. I mean, they were down 10 points at one at one spot in the second half and got it back to within two and had a shot in the corner by Montana Karsten to try and tie the game. Just kind of talk about uh, when you're going through those highs and lows of a game, just what do you as a coach kind of try and work on and how did your girls respond? Yeah, I thought we had a, a good response. I think I think there was some some negative, you know, body language um, and that's that's pretty natural. That's pretty normal, you know, when you're kind of going through it. <laughs> Going through it there, that was a tough stretch. Um, you know, um, so we, you know, took a couple time offs there just to kind of regather ourselves, reset. Um, you know, especially in the playoffs, you got to keep it positive. You know, if we're, you know, blaming, complaining, and defending ourselves, then that's gonna make things worse. And so we just tried to, you know, keep things, keep things positive. You know, keep it one possession at a time. You know, there's no ten or twelve point bucket. Um, and, and as we're, you know, relaying those messages, I felt like we, we did kind of, you know, get our composure back a little bit and say, you know, hey, we've done this before. We've made our, our runs before. It's, it's, a, it's a game of runs. You know, it, it happens in basketball all the time. So you can't get caught up in, in what's going on in the past. And we've got to kind of let loose and um, dictate a little bit defensively and, and, and up our energy, you know, and, um, try and try and bring the fire and get it back. And, you know, the season came to an end and a career came to an end for your lone senior this year in Lola Pulver. Uh, just talk about how much she's meant to the team this year. Yeah, she's been incredible um, in so many ways, you know, both on the court and, and off the court. She's been a huge boost for us. Um, you know, she took a couple of years off from, from basketball. Um, you know, she was, she was back in Wadena last year, Didn't chose not to come out. And um, this year, you know, she approached me about, coming back out and um, I was like yeah all for it you know and um, we're super grateful that she made that decision to to give it a try and um, and play some basketball because she was a huge huge boost for us um, has a great attitude you know um, team first mentality um, always you know listening and um, and being coachable and taking things in stride you know especially after having a couple years off she took things in stride and she was um, very helpful to the team and and in many ways, more ways than one, you know, and um, it was nice to have that sort of leadership, you know, that sort of maturity. She was, she was good in practice. She was good um, in games, you know, good preparation. You know, she, she does all those things. So to have that on the team was incredibly valuable. And we're, we're really, really grateful for all Lola has done for the program. And, um, you know, she'll be successful in her, her future endeavors. That is, that is one thing for sure. And, you know, like we talked about losing a senior, it's never easy, it's never uh, fun for the team, but the the one positive you can spin on it is, hey, we're returning all five uh, starters, we have, you know, a lot of uh, talent, a lot of 
girls who have played a lot of varsity minutes now. Uh, what excites you in kind of a way too early preview for next year's squad? Yeah, like you said, we, we will miss Lola for sure, but we do return, you know, everybody else from, from the squad, um, which is incredibly exciting, you know, um, to kind of have everything in place and just keep building on, on what we've got. Um, but at the same time, it's like a lot of other teams return a lot as well. So Perm and, and Pelican and Monaga and, and Frazee and all these teams return a whole bunch of talent. And so we got to keep, uh, keep making strides, um, keep getting better, have a, a good spring, you know, summer here, um, you know, get in the gym, get a lot of, a lot of shots up, um, you know, boost our, our confidence a little bit. And then really we got to develop some, some leaders and, um, you know, some, some good decision makers, some, some people who are more, you know, assertive out there on the court. And, um, that's something that's developed over time. You can't just flip a switch and, you know, those things happen. We got to develop that. We got to, you know, work on those things and you got to just play some ball, you know, all throughout the summer and, and keep developing the cohesion and keep, um, you know, knowing roles and expanding on, on roles and, um, keep things, you know, trending in the, in the right direction. There's going to be a lot of competition, you know, um, with, with 11 of our varsity coming back, that's, um, you know, there's, there's going to be competition for spots and we'll see how we respond to that as well and see, you know, how this loss, this first round loss motivates us, you know, going into next year. And, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit, talking about things over the summer and over the off season. Obviously, with a small school, everybody uh, kind of gets pulled in different directions and, you know, trying to find the best way to manage that off season time. And for you as a coach and your staff, what are kind of the things you emphasize for your players during the off season? Any kind of specific areas to, to try and work on during the summer? Um, yeah, we, uh, we have a couple of nice, you know, shooting machines here um, at the high school that are set up, you know, almost every day, um, all day. And so we really emphasize getting those shot shots up. We have a, a 10,000 shot club and a 20,000 shot club where the kids will, will track their makes. And we've had a lot of kids stay very, very committed to that. And, um, that's been a big reason for a lot of our success is kids being really, really committed to, to getting those shots up. And so we got to continue that, keep building on that, have leaders, you know, stepping up and, you know, hopefully pulling others to the gym with them, you know, um, that's, that's huge. And, um, you know, like you said, they do get pulled in a lot of directions. They're very busy, multi-sport athletes, you know, and that's, that's what we encourage. That's what we want. Um, so we try to find a balance as, as best we can. Um, but we know that, you know, basketball is a game of, of experience and, and you got to play, um, to get better and better. It's a, it's a tough sport, you know, um, there's just so many different variables that are involved and so many different skills that you got to develop. Um, and so you, you got to get in the gym and we try and provide as many opportunities as we can, um, you know, um, a couple times a week doing some skill work and then, uh, some league and some tournaments as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been, it's been tough. It's been a challenge to try and find the balance, but we try and provide them with, with opportunities and, you know, for the most part, our, our kids have been actually really, really good about making it to as much as they can, um, and um, and we hope that that continues, you know, going into this summer. 
We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head girls basketball coach Jordan Cressip. And, Coach, appreciate the time that you've given us all season long and your insight, your answers, and letting us get to know your team throughout the season. Uh, best of luck over the summer, and we look forward to talking with you again when the season rolls around in November. Yeah, sounds great, CJ. Appreciate all the coverage. You're listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. And coach, uh, just give us a recap. What happened at the uh, section individual tournament last week? Well, uh, last weekend here at Wadena, we hosted the section 6A boys sec- uh, section tournament. And uh, we had 10 wrestlers competing for the WDC squad and uh, nine of them placed, which is uh, quite the improvement from seasons past. So that was exciting. Um, unfortunately, we didn't send anybody down to the state tournament in St. Paul. Uh, we had a few individuals come close, um, but overall as a team, if you just kind of zoom out and look at how many people place and where they place, it was an overall step up. Um, you know, we didn't have anybody, you know, kind of punch through, but as a whole, they all kind of uh, performed better as a team. Yeah, and I think that's been the thing all season long that we've gotten to talk about, Brad, is just that steady improvement of the wrestling team just now in your third year. And from where it was year one to where it is year three, what do you think the the biggest improvement has been out of the kids? I would say that team camaraderie um, as a whole, they've all uh, progressed, you know, as, as, a, as a front. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes you like to see those all-stars, but, you know, you look at other teams that maybe have three all-stars, but then they have a lot of holes. Um, you know, we are just very across the board, you know, just a solid team, which is nice. Um, and if somebody's out, you know, usually we have somebody to step in place there. So the program as a whole is certainly headed in the right direction. So from a coach's perspective, there's, uh, nothing, um, more that I could ask or really want, um, you know, and hopefully eventually next year we're sending people down there that they make that next stump. next step up as a whole um, we have more individuals doing better and you know for you what was some of the highlights of the season whether it's a match that maybe you didn't win but hey we were right in there we hung with a tough team whether it's a match where you know you got to win where you know maybe some people thought she couldn't maybe it's an individual doing something uh, really really good what were a couple highlights throughout the season uh, that stick out in your mind I'm just kind of thinking of the team at first there uh they right before Christmas break, we uh, nearly beat Osakis, who was the section runner-up for our team um, team section. So that was exciting. And then the boys ended their season in Roseau against Roseau and Rock Ridge. And uh, at the time, Rock Ridge had only had two losses on their season. And uh, the boys traveled to Roseau and they gave them their third loss, which is exciting because they're they're a class two A school, you know, bigger than us, um, and they performed. Our, our team performed very well, gave them uh, ending the season with two wins. Um, on the individual side, you know, I would say Mason Brock had a very good uh, individual section tournament. It might not show. Um, he took third again this year. He lost a heartbreaker one last year, his sophomore year. He lost a heartbreaker again his junior year this year. Um, but he really wrestled well. He had a section semifinal opponent from Bertha Hewitt, Verndale Parker's Prairie, that um, he, I don't think he's ever beaten, um, ever from youth wrestling all the way through high school. And, uh, Mason was losing zero to four in the third period and just all of a sudden kicked it in high gear and tied it up 
six to six. He just took him down, let him up, took him down, let him up. And then unfortunately with 1.7 seconds left, um, Mason couldn't hold on on the edge of the mat and gave up a point and lost by one. Uh, so that was quite the performance. Um, other good performances at the section tournament, you know, Grant Sealhammer is a senior, um, wrestled really tough, came back and took uh, fourth, I believe. I was super close to earning that third place and getting a true second match for a, for a chance at state, the state tournament. So he had a great day, too, to cap off his career. And, you know, as that kind of gets us talking a little bit, uh, you know, what about this year's seniors that you've had? Uh, this is kind of your chance to, to shout them out. How much did they mean to this year's squad? Oh, they meant, they meant a lot. Um, I'll start with Brooke Self. Uh, she's been a statistician with the program for a number of years, and usually the managers and stat girls don't get a lot of attention, but she's done a lot of work for me um, on the, like the behind-the-scenes type of stuff, and great great young lady. Um, appreciate all the work she's done. Uh, Faith Coney and her season was done a couple weeks ago at the girls section tournament. And I know her senior year um, was maybe a little bit of a letdown for her compared to last year where she advanced the state. But once again, she, she battled hard and wrestled a good section tournament uh, despite sitting out most of the year with injuries and stuff, but real proud of her and her performance and what she's done in her career as a whole. Um, and then the boys' side of things, we had three boys. Uh, we had Eli Benning, Seth Troyne, and Grant Sealhammer. Uh, Eli has been a staple for the program since seventh grade. He's been in the varsity lineup, um, which you don't always want to see, but you know he's he's always been at a weight class that's been really tough uh, with a group of tough opponents, and he's had to take his lickings. But every year he has greatly improved. He's He's stepped out on the mat against guys number one in the state and wrestled them really tough. Um, he's been the underdog in almost every match, and he did he did really great his senior year. We're proud of the work he's done and thankful for what he's done. Um, second, the next senior, Seth Strowing, he by far probably made the biggest strides, I would say, for from everybody on the team. Um, and he's probably had the most competition uh, last year, his junior year, he didn't even wrestle in the section tournament because there's other guys at his spot. We had to wrestle off, and he didn't win the wrestle-off. But that competition in the room has forced him to you know, work even harder, and this year was his turn, and he really had an outstanding tournament, um, section tournament, but just a great season overall. He really, really improved um, to be a, a role player on this team. And then lastly, Grant Sealhammer, too. Uh, he's battled injuries seems like his whole career um, he's been outsized his whole career but now this year he finally he had a great football season um, for Rodina and uh, he he brought that onto the mat he had some health issues um, unfortunately that kind of set him back but again he rebounded from that nicely and and really did well um, he really has come out of a shell he became a super aggressive wrestler and again proud of the way he stepped up for his senior year and just literally left it all on the mat. And, you know, with that group of seniors, I mean, like you talked about, there's a lot of contributions, a lot of people working. How do you as a coach kind of use what they've done in their careers to kind of motivate some of those younger kids? Yeah, it's kind of funny because the three boys that I mentioned, they're all older brothers. Um, they all have brothers that are in the varsity lineup. Um, Eli, his brother is Kylan Benning, that the weight class right below him. Uh, Seth Strowing, his brother is the 107 pounder. 
Grant Sealam or his brother's the 114 pounder. So they're all, they're the big brother crew. And I think, you know, not only leading by example in the room, they're obviously doing things at home to encourage their siblings and just, uh, they're great role models. They're kids that, um, you, you want, you wouldn't want any other kids on your team. They're just super coachable, super nice. They do the right things academically um, for their community. They're just outstanding young men. And, you know, we'll use this as an opportunity now as we kind of talk about, you know, those kids that you have coming up and those younger brothers, you know, for the boys and the girls side, what excites you and your way too early look at the 2024-25 WDC wrestlers? <laughs> yeah, that's hard. The whole look looks really bright. Um, you know, a lot of things can change, of course, but uh, there's a lot of buzz in the school, in the hallways, among staff, among students, you know, uh, especially in the girls, you know, man, the girls program has taken off and now there's, you know, more girls hopefully, you know, chomping at the bit to join wrestling and just kind of feel it out. Um, and then the boys think too, they are ready for next year. I mean, I think that section tournament, all of them were, you know, ready for, you know, the summer to get in the weight room and just get better. Um, they know next year they have a chance. If we lose some great seniors. There are going to be holes to fill for sure, um, but they are ready to, you know, get back on that mat and uh, compete again. And last question I have for you, Coach. You know, people talk about that all the time of you know needing to work and get to that next level and put in the work in the summertime. And you know, like you talked about, when you have kids that are chomping at the bit and ready to to get af- to get after it, sometimes as coaches, it can be hard to try and motivate those kids over the summertime and the off season. Uh, how do you feel like this crew will be motivationally wise? And what is some of that work that they need to do to get to that next level? Yeah, there's a great quote by a, a, a college wrestler. Um, he, he said, motivation is the spark and commitment is the fire. So it's great that these boys have motivation. It's easy to be motivated in March here or February, but the commitment is in June, July, and August. Are you going to still be there? Is that fire still going to be burning? Um, but I think we've got some great leadership. Uh, like I said, this group is very tight-knit. Um, we have Mason Brock as an outstanding captain. Uh, James Steelhammer is another great captain. And those guys, when they say we're lifting weights, they make sure it gets done. Um, and I think that's, you know, you can wrestle all you want, but wrestling is not a sport, in my opinion. Other coaches have different opinions, but my opinion is not a sport you can do year long. Um, and, you know, we live in rural Minnesota. We don't necessarily have those resources, but my biggest thing is just get in the weight room. You can win 90% of your matches just by being stronger. Um, you don't even have to be in better shape. You can literally just be stronger than the other guy and you're probably going to win. Um, and then you can throw in technique and then you can throw in uh, conditioning. So my biggest push as a coach is getting them in that weight room, um, as much as they can, you know, for, for them to get a varsity letter in wrestling, they have to get workouts and they have to get 20 workouts in the off season, which that's pretty darn easy to do. You have a full year to do it. Um, so that's kind of my commitment or my motivation to the kids is, hey, get there, get that spark going, and then keep that fire fueling. We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head wrestling coach Brad Wollum. Coach, appreciate the time that you've given us all season long and letting us get to know your team. Best of luck throughout the off season, and we look forward to talking with you when November rolls around. Yeah, thanks, CJ. Look forward to it. Play ball! Booyah! We're back with more Wolverines Weekly here on KWAD. 
Next up on Wolverines Weekly, we're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. And coach, season came to a close last week. Why don't you just give us an update on uh, how the playoffs went? Yes, we traveled uh, traveled to New York or New York on uh, Northern Northern Lakes and uh, got into uh, a, a good game early. We had some opportunities and chances that that didn't. Uh, didn't go we couldn't capitalize and and then the game kind of got away from us as uh as northern lakes was able to capitalize on on their opportunities and we just just weren't able to find a way to get get into the game um had some opportunities at the start and they didn't go and it was uh kind of tough sledding after that and always uh always a tough way to end you know with the watching the seniors play their last game and just uh it's always a difficult time of year yeah, and now as that uh, as that season comes to a close, Robbie, why don't we take a step back and kind of look at the season from a bit more of a thirty thousand foot perspective? Uh, you know, how do you think this season went? Just kind of, I know the numbers weren't quite where you wanted them to be. You ki- still had a bunch of kids. We talked about it all season long that have battled and worked, and just kind of what stands out to you for this year of Wadena Deer Creek hockey? Yeah, well, it was uh, <clears throat> a great year in that perspective. Uh, the players came in and and had to be extremely resilient with the lack of numbers and it's just we talked about it all year we couldn't have couldn't have done what we had to do this year with just any group and we had definitely the right the right kids in the mix and they were able to to make it through the entire season you know some games we were playing with nine players and they they all did their part and and sucked it up so we could continue uh continue with the program and and get the season played and make sure that the seniors were able to have their full full season intact. So record wise, you know, many might not see it as a success, but a huge, huge success and a huge, uh, huge learning curves and great, uh, great life lessons for the kids as they move forward. Is there any particular moments that stand out to you throughout the season, whether it was a great individual performance, whether it was a great team performance, what are a couple memories that you'll have of this season that stand out to you? Oh gosh, I, yeah, just I, I think the big takeaway for me was just the the positivity and the resilience, the bounce back. Um, they were never out of a game. Boy, we there were a couple games we went in the locker room down by quite a few goals, and they somehow found a way to chip their way back, get get themselves into it, tie the game, get into overtime. It it was truly a a wild ride, but it's super exciting. You just you never knew what was going to happen. Um, on on any given night, and they they just battled and played played their hearts out and gave their gave their best effort every night. So very very rewarding to see complete buy in from the entire team, and they did absolutely everything that we asked, and and then some. You know, our this uh, this week's Wolverine player spotlight focused on Cooper Ness, and I'll give you the chance. I know you had a couple sentences about him in our web post, but uh, now that uh, we have you here, just talk about how much Cooper Ness has meant to your team this season. Yeah, well, he he definitely is the spark plug that <clears throat> makes the offense go, and and also on defense, being able to get back his speed is uh, really an asset, and he he's one of those what we call a balanced player on the stat sheet where, you know, most of the season, I think he was dead even with goals, goals and assists. And he does a lot of the, a lot of the hard work grinding. Uh, we, we used to joke before the, the game, the coaches that, you know, we'd make a little prediction. How, how many is he going to get over under four breakaways in a game? And 
he he was able to spring himself free with that speed and guys were able to get the puck up to him and you know he he was a big part of the reason why we were able to get pucks and keep pucks into the zone and create scoring opportunities so yeah and we're we're looking forward to him coming back and leading next year as a senior he did a lot of a lot of work got himself in really really good shape um aerobically and anaerobically so when we started the season he was he was ready to go now we talk about the seniors who, like you mentioned earlier, had to play their final game of hockey in a WDC sweater. Uh, how much did those seniors mean to your team this year, Robbie? Yeah, definitely. We couldn't couldn't have done it without their leadership. They set the tone. Uh, they set the tone for the positivity. You know, in a in a season like that, things could have could have run off the rail real quick, and they didn't. Um, they were able to compartmentalize the emotions really well and lead lead the team and keep things positive, not, you know, not, not allow the team to break down mentally. Uh, their bounce back was ter- terrific. And it didn't matter if we were up, up by a few goals or down by a few, few goals, they were able to, you know, mentally make sure that the team was ready to come on the ice the next period and finish the game, um, start strong and finish strong. And they, they led us the entire way through. Now we take a look at a way too early sneak peek into the 2024-25 Wadena Deer Creek boys hockey team, Robbie. Uh, what's kind of uh, what's the early scouting report on next year? What gets you excited for the next year of Wolverine hockey? Well, what what's really exciting is we've got uh, we've got seven seniors coming back, and those those seniors have an awful lot of uh, experience, ice time, goal scoring, punch. So. We're we're excited to see what what they bring, and we're gonna we've got some really dynamic freshmen next year that will um, make the roster and contribute. We've seen them on the ice already, and it um, yeah it's it's pretty exciting. We're we're already playing around with on paper, you know, figuring out uh, some possible line combinations, and we um, I, I think on paper we have the potential to to look a little bit better at the start of the season next year than than we did on paper this year and just from a numbers standpoint. So we're, we're definitely excited about that. Last question for you, Robbie, and then we'll let you head on out of here for the season. But, you know, this was your first year as the head coach of the Wolverine hockey program. I know Wolverine hockey, you've been around it for a very long time, but this is your first year at the helm as the head coach. What was it like for you? What have you learned and what excites you for next year? Oh boy. Yeah. It was, uh, well, it was, a great experience couldn't have asked for a better better first year experience although it was full of challenges but that was that was part of the allure of taking the job was that knowing it wasn't going to be easy um we looked forward to the challenge every night and and that um that will stand out um looking looking forward to working with a lot of these same kids we've now got got some some things um established here so not that that's going to be easier but it was it was definitely a learning curve, but I had uh, I had many years to to learn from that. So I think that that made a difference. Being a being a 52 year old rookie, a lot different than being a 22 year old rookie coach. I think, but yeah, it was um, we were able to draw on a lot of past past experiences, um, and I think think it went smooth throughout. But again, that was a credit to the the players and the parents. They made sure that. You know, everyone showed up, showed up with positive attitudes. It was um, it was tough, but but it was definitely very rewarding. 
We're talking with Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. Coach, appreciate the time that you've given us all season long. Congratulations on year one in the books as head coach, and we look forward to talking with you in November when uh, the new season rolls around. Yes, we can't wait. We'll we'll be there. That was Wadena Deer Creek head boys hockey coach Robbie Grendahl. Congratulations to him on year number one as head coach in the books. We are going to wrap up Wolverines weekly by talking with one of his hockey players in the Wolverine Player Spotlight. Our next Wolverine Player Spotlight puts the focus on Cooper Ness, a junior on the boys hockey team. Cooper, now that your season's in the books, how'd you say everything went? I thought we did pretty good this season. You know, we didn't have a lot of guys this year. We had some low numbers, but I thought we did pretty good overall. What was your favorite memory this hockey season? Yeah, probably when we played Moose Lake. That was a big, that was a fun game. A lot of high scoring game. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. Cooper, now that we know you as a hockey player, let's know some of the other things you do at Wadena Deer Creek. Baseball. Who would you say is your favorite teacher? Mrs. Becker. She's my aunt and she's a good uh, teacher too. Cooper, what is your least favorite candy? Anything with peanut butter in it. Who is your favorite athlete? Connor McDavid for NHL. He's a pretty quick player. More on this week's Wolverine Player Spotlight can be found at WadenaRadio.com or by listening to Wolverines Weekly Saturday mornings at 9 on KWAD or anytime, anywhere on the Superstation K106 app. There's the final buzzer. Thanks for listening to Wolverines Weekly on KWAD. Tune in next Saturday morning for more from the coaches and players. If you missed any of the show or want to listen at a later time, go to wadinaradio.com.